If you're just tuning in, welcome. This is Mango Masala, the South Asian show. My name's Gerns. I am joined here by Halima. Hey everyone, what's up, what's up? And we also have Simran joining us on stream. You good? Hi. You're a bit quiet, let me yeah. turn you up. You good? Hello. Oh, she's still very she's quiet. Still very quiet. It's um, the... There we go. Now go Hi. Yep, there we go. There we go. You're all right, what's Simran. Up? How's Nottingham? Uh, um, fine. You don't seem fine, judging from before we came on air. You seemed a bit sullen, if that's the word to use. I just... <laughs> I just I just got an awful text message about... You know when you're just trying to ignore everything that you did in a night out and then someone tells you exactly what you did in a night out? Oh, oh no. no. What did you do? Spill the tea. What did you do, Simran? I'll just read it out. Go on. You were complaining about knots, and then we saw you fighting with bouncers outside Mackie's with your mate. Interesting night, huh? Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. What, what's wrong with knots, Simran? A lot. I just don't like it. So boring. Mm. So boring that I have to go fight with bouncers. Just for a little bit, a little bit of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, just for a little bit of excitement. Oh, dear. Well, that's what Simran's been up to. Helima, how's Ramadan going? Um, all right, got a bit of a break at the minute. Um, Fair enough. Because uh, my time of the month, I get a break. Although it's not really a break because then you're like suffering. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's going good. It's going all right. Not bad. Nice. I've just been waiting to talk about my um, day. I realized when you asked me before, I have got something Go to, on. I want to talk about. So, um, obviously. If you haven't seen lately, by the way, you should go to our Instagram at Mango Masala Radio because it, mm -hmm. it's popping off. And mm -hmm. I feel very happy to be able to, to say that. Yeah, nice rebrand, nice everything. And um, yesterday we posted a reel on Instagram and I wanted to click on the view story reshares because it's really cool. Actually, we've got one post in particular at the moment that is doing very well. And it's really cool because you can see live who's actually sharing it. Oh, like, okay. And it's really cool. So I wanted to see that for the reel. And instead, I was, it was the end of the day, I was really tired and I accidentally clicked um, remove from profile grid. And I was like, no, because I didn't actually want to remove that from the profile grid. Instagram sort exactly. it out. And in, first of all, why were they not offering option to be like, put it back on. yeah, put it back on? Like, or are you sure you want to do this? Mm -hmm. So they don't have either of those. Yeah. So I literally spent the whole evening like just really, like, oh no, I didn't want to do that. I was like looking up how to do it, and I wasn't having any luck. Then I came across this um, Reddit forum, right? Oh, and okay. Now we're into the deep depths of yeah, the internet. Exactly. So this is what I did, Go right? On. I followed these instructions. So. You have to get an older version of Instagram, right? So they actually used to have this option of adding reels back to your profile grid. So I don't know why why would Instagram get rid of that? Like what why? I don't know. But basically <laughs> you have to, you have to get an old version of Instagram. However, the only way you can do this is on an Android phone. And obviously me like most of other people don't have Android, have iPhones. Like that's just mm -hmm. the way way most people have um, iPhones. However, you can download this software onto your oh Mac. Oh my God, Carlos! Which is, which bloody, is oh it gosh. basically emulates um, Android phones. So I downloaded this software oh and then God. downloaded the old version of Instagram. You drag it into this software and it basically opens it up as if your computer is an Android phone. Log in on that 
and Goodness then it's like gosh. I'm on Instagram back in 2020 and I could re-edit and it worked like the, the reel is back on Carlos you know what you're wasting on Mango Masala you need to be working for the MI5 or something uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to that person on Reddit thank you because I was just I was just shocked like how does that like how can I go into an old version of Instagram and it actually works like I mean there's loopholes around phone. everything isn't it like it's literally wild. everything everything out there that doesn't seem to work there's always a way to make something work when it doesn't seem like it's working but not not every like very few people have the energy to do that carlos well, so i you commend see, you it, i i was just like wow like you just really wow. wanted it to back up on the, the internet grid. you know what yeah not gonna defeat me today no internet zero carlos one yeah speaking of being defeated by things that happen on the internet <laughs> great segue great segue um, simran i believe you had something that you wanted to discuss today <laughs> where's, she's still where, really low yeah. you know her volume for me is it low for you no it's all right like speak for a simran hey 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 hello yeah i think um. that's all right Okay, no, that's, that's fine. as good as we're getting anyway. Project. Um, <laughs> Saturday therapy circle. Come on, Simran. I don't know how to start it. Okay, so if you are trying to move to someone, mm-hmm. which happens, you know, it's 2022, life, you know, whatever is what it is, there's a right and a wrong way of going about it, all right? <laughs> Particularly right. if you're a man moving to a woman because yeah. this, is, this is a gendered discussion. We can't lie. See, and what what we're referring to here is how you're sliding into people's DMs, sort of thing, right? So, and I'm obviously, also saying like there's, there's there's different ways of doing it in real life as well. Like people yeah. like try and catcall and do stuff like that. Like that's disgusting. Like there's a difference between like approaching someone normally and like starting a conversation and like shouting at someone from across the street. Mm-hmm. I always think that you know like these men that like will shout at you from their car or like they'll rev their car or they'll like stop their car like to, to try and like chirps you like when I genuinely want to know the statistics of when that has ever worked yeah like because cause it's it's not even like a like it's a thing like a lot of men do this a lot most men in fact will do some kind of iteration of of that kind of harassment whether it is cat calling or shouting a woman from across the road or in a car or whatever else and i just think like what do you think is gonna happen like you're gonna say something to me from your car from the opposite side of the road i'm gonna stop what i'm doing come running over and be like yeah babe like here's my number (laughs) like is that what you think is gonna happen i think like you're saying it's so obvious that that doesn't work Work. so i think there is another layer to it where it's, right. le- it's, it's less about actually they, they, they don't think that it's gonna work it's more like a that feeling of power exertion of power 100 like, yeah. i was just about to say that exactly yeah. exactly because it's not you're right like they're not they're not actually trying to like in earnestness trying to um pick up a woman or like that was even the wrong phrase but like in earnestness trying to like engage a woman right mm. they're not even genuinely trying to do that yeah. it's actually just a case of, it's just harassment it's actually yeah. just harassment it's literally just a case of I'm trying to exert my power and authority right now and I'm I like I society allows me to actually in public spaces be able to shout across the road to a woman like this and therefore I'm going to do it yeah I mean we talked a bit about this obviously in the past and we were discussing about male violence towards women as well yeah. this point particularly today though we're talking 
um, especially in terms of like online, which is a bit more of like a grey area, I feel, because it's mm. all very like, sort of like how, the threat of physical violence. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how does it actually come across now? And I'm going to ask Simran just like to get your personal view on this. Are, are you completely opposed to someone moving towards you o- over like DMs or stuff like that? Or is it more if you make it clear you're not interested and they still persist, then it's like an issue? I think the concept of sliding into someone's DMs, there's nothing wrong with that because mm. especially with like COVID, it's hard to meet people. I think the last couple of years has been difficult for people to meet people in that way. So like you got to do what you got to do in some cases, as long as you're like respectful and kind about it, I think fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, it's the point of like, if someone has not expressed interest, mm. you don't continue to pursue it. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like men are so like, it's, it's actually, it's, it's insane. Like, are we allowed to talk about the example from yesterday without naming? Like, can we can we talk about oh, Simran's response? Okay. Can I say something about about that? Right, and I was literally having this conversation today. Um, so yeah, okay, fine. Using the example, which is where this whole conversation came from um, of yesterday, it was like someone repeatedly messaging and just not getting the hint. And, and someone who oh, sorry, but like someone who should only have had access to Simran in a professional capacity as well. Yeah. First and foremost. It was foremost. nothing personal whatsoever. And then, uh, like, after making it very, very, very clear over, like, I'd say m- more than two months of, like, <laughs> hit, like, going into my DMs and out and in and out, like, making it very clear that I'm not interested, still pursuing it. But my issue is, yeah, as a woman, when you have to reject someone else's advance like a man's advance the easiest way out is to say i have a boyfriend even if it's a lie so like you have to because men don't respect a woman's opinion of being like oh i'm just not interested you have to make out that you're involved with another man because they always respect another man more than you you know what i mean more than that yeah exactly respect another man more than you yeah more than like me saying I'm not interested is not valid in their eyes because it's like, why aren't you interested? Why aren't you interested? Ha ha, why, why, why? Like a hundred questions. But if it's, as soon as you say like, oh, I've got a boyfriend, it's like, oh, okay, back off. Like it's, it's not a viable option anymore. So why is it when I'm, when I have to objectify myself as like another person's property, another man's property, mm. then do I get the respective like <clears throat> choice? Mm. I think yeah. it is something that needs to definitely be, um, what's the word? Um, taught and actually, uh, not not it goes deeper than no means no. It's also a sense of like, y- y- if they say that you need to like stop and move on, like there's nothing that you can do in that situation. Because I, like, sorry, go on. It's like women don't have the autonomy to just say no. I'm not interested because the history of assault and <clears> like <throat> you know like violence and instances against women just from them saying no i'm not interested mm-hmm. it's so like widespread and it goes back decades you know what i mean mm-hmm. There's, it's not good enough i just to say no without a good reason you, mm-hmm. you you simply can just not be interested in someone or not want to like you know yeah. go further with someone like mm. i think but it's just not reflected like i said i think it, it this it's like you know there's always those like pyramids of like it starts off as that mm-hmm. and then it goes mm-hmm. upwards because like from like a personal experience as well like way back when like when i was in high school there was this girl that i liked and i remember like putting myself forward getting rejected and then it wasn't like necessarily like uh oh i like plotted and started like stalking her or anything extreme like that however 
I didn't then go away and be like, okay, she said no, I just need to stop doing this and move on. There was like, it was a constant like, after that for at least a few months i was still like okay what can i do like what what is what, so what is it about is, me that right, i need to change in order right. to like i was wait, so i was waiting to say this right so there's in this whole kind of dynamic between like men moving to women and, and all of that there is one part of it a big and serious part of it which is the threat of violence right and like you know women have literally been killed for rejecting a man's advances and there is a part of it where men are genuinely violent and entitled and 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 all of these things but then there's a, there's a kind of like another layer to it i think where the men aren't you know they're genuinely not violent or they're not bad people they're not bad men and they don't wish to harm a woman they are just so 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 like what's the word like under social a uh, miss socialized not under socialized miss socialized that is to say like they're socialized in completely in a, in a way that renders them completely unable to actually like um, exert any kind of like emotional intelligence when interacting with women because their idea of romance is that a woman is there to be chased right mm. and uh, the, their idea of romance is that like even when a woman says no like it's up to the man to like win her over and that, that's exactly what it was from my yeah. perspective I know that because like for me it was like I've obviously seen like all these TV shows and all these movies right, about exactly, where you get rejected yeah. and then there's this massive glow up and then it like and then like obviously I didn't know that that's not real yeah like, you know no, of I mean? course if, you're, like, if, if society is telling you it's your duty and your place as a man to pursue the woman that you like yeah. like no matter what and like you know you romance her and you treat her good and blah 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 blah, and then she will just you know like be like put in your hands of course that's what if, you, if you're young and that's like you're you are not even if you're young like a lot of still men still do think and, and behave like that and it's a really thin line because sometimes it works like sometimes sometimes like <clears throat> It's hard. I I could understand like as as a well-meaning man. Okay, cool. It might be a little bit difficult. Like if a if a woman might be interested, but like maybe she's got some kind of complexes that kind of like stop her from from entertaining something. And you're kind of you need to like ease her into things a little bit or like be, reassure her a little bit. That's one thing. But but when a woman is kind of flat out saying like I'm not interested, but you in your mind have translated that into okay i need to now win her over because of the way that you have been socialized to believe that men have the right to pursue women in that way that's another thing right um so it's it's it's, it's even like the conversation about violence but then it's even the conversation about like romance in like romantic dynamics in in general you know like at large and and the way men are taught to think about romance out of interest um simran do you Besides from the example which you shared with us yesterday, does that happen to you a lot, like sort of thing, or is it, do you reckon it's just because you are sort of in, I want to say the public eye, because it's not like we're celebrities or anything, but you know what I mean? Because you are like, you're putting yourself out there on social media, you know what I mean? Do you reckon that's why, or do you reckon it just No, it happens, happens to every woman, man. No, yeah. I think it happens to everyone. I think it doesn't yeah. help that like, I in terms of people who have access to my profiles and obviously because of this, my profiles on public and stuff like that, like it probably is easier to view my profile. And if mm. you want, if they wanted to message that like, they can, but it's, it, it sucks when someone tries to cloak it in like, this is about radio and my music mm. or an interview. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, just seeing how you are. Like, are you good? How's your day been? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, is this about radio? And they're like, nah, I just wanted to see how you're doing. And I'm like, 
no, no, you don't know me like that. Like, do you want an interview? Sure. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, I think it goes as well because the it's very clearly a um, man grafting woman thing, like you were saying. Because like I can never has never happened to me and like every time uh someone slides and a musician slides in my dms i know it's because like they're like they want like an interview absolutely. or they want something like i never have to think like ulterior motives oh like, absolutely yeah. absolutely but that's that and that's a really a shame like i think in general as well like kind of expanding this issue about like this relationship between men and women and like it's a shame because you can't actually ever be friendly to a man without it being misconstrued for anything else like there have been a number of times where like you know sometimes there are men who kind of who move to you but like do not not in a very brazen way like kind of slow, slowly slowly like drip drip chirps in if you want to call it that and sometimes like the men my in my experience like there have been men that have like been in my dms who have actually been like genuinely cool and like interested and people who i would who, you know who i would willingly like to be friendly with right but then you can't because they would just get the wrong idea because because once again so many men are socialized to think that their interactions with women can only ever be through a romantic and sexual romantic and sexual lens like they cannot understand that a woman might actually just want to be chatting to them on a friendly thing mm. any closing thoughts simran my big i think my main issue is is once you get the initial she's not interested stop yeah allow it allow it there's actually bare girl in the world you know but stop Mm -hmm. leave it Mm -hmm. let Mm. it go Mm -hmm. you know especially after like even if it's like a couple of messages where you're like oh i'm not sure if she's feeling it reel it back in then and chill and then see where the vibe is but then if you're explicitly being told I'm not interested or I'm seeing someone or any other excuse or whatever. Not that you need an excuse, but you know what I mean? Like any explicit, like, you know, sign that this is not going forward in the way that you think it is. Stop. Let Mm -hmm. it go. Mm -hmm. Go away. Bye. Nice. And on that same um, level of boy by sense that's the very not my vocabulary i, I apologize for yeah that. yeah <laughs> <Retracted. laughs> anyway he's all right we got the gist we got the gist um this is the song that i'm absolutely obsessed with at oh the great segue yeah yeah and um yeah i'm just in love with flow like that's their band name this song is produced by m and ek and i have it on repeat and it's very nostalgic like noughties 90s r&b feel mm. and yeah i think given little nicks are disbanding um soon and i'm seeing them on the 7th of may for anyone that's interested Who? was little mix they're disbanding where have you live under a rock Kalima? i know you i do i do <laughs> and i and i don't really pop culture's not really my thing i don't know anything i could tell you what song what recent songs they've put out but yeah they're disband like this is they're like sort of they're going on a break tour after this sort oh, of thing tour right. starts today by the way uh, anyway this new, <laughs> this new girl band is gonna fill that void in my life. i've seen the video for this as well it's really it's cool. cool it reminds really me cool. of like um sugar babes yeah. 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 yeah 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 yeah, yeah no, i like it like tlc like old school yeah yeah mixed with like pink panther s vibes mm-hmm. yeah gonna be talking about probably the most serious topic of today's show which is um, a comment made by labor leader keir starmer Mm -hmm. in a um, recent interview which he um, carried out 
um, with, I believe it was the Jewish Chronicle, I believe the interview uh-huh. was with. Um, I think before we go into discussing this, obviously just want to put out there that everything that we're saying is our own opinions not associated with any institution as such and also obviously just want to say that we do not stand for any form of hatred including anti-semitism and that we also um obviously express um deepest condolences for what happened um in israel a few days ago in regards to the um gun attack so mm-hmm. obviously condolences with everyone mm-hmm. there and any anyone associated with it that being said, it doesn't mean that um, we can't hold this statement to account. So, um, Halima, I'm going to pass the mic on to you because I know you've got a lot to say about this. So, so for those for the, so for those who don't know, um, <clears throat> obviously, anti Amnesty International are the world's leading human rights organization um, and part of what they do as an organization they release like human rights reports right like abuses on human rights reports now Amnesty International have been reporting on Palestine for a long long time um, and they have named Israel a an apartheid state right for those who don't know what apartheid is is basically where it's kind of like one state for one um, community of people um, in terms of like access to you know resources healthcare education um all everything that a citizen requires to to live like a dignified life and then another state for another demographic of people where they ha- where they do actually have access to all of these things um Amnesty have spoken extensively about the conditions in Gaza and um, in the West Bank. And they've spoken about how, as I was saying, like lack of freedom of movement, um, like, well, restriction of movement, um, restriction of like education, of, of employment opportunities, housing abuses, um, ra- just general kind of racial abuse, um, kind of electricity and water supplies being cut off, access to like food, all of these things. Um, I, if, if you don't know what's going on in Palestine, like this should not be the first time you hear about it, to be honest with you. But if it is, then I would strongly urge for you to go and read one of Amnesty's reports. They have lots and lots and lots of them. Now, um, somewhat in this interview with the Jew- Jewish um, Chronicle, somewhat, the interviewer asked Keir Starmer, who was the, the leader of the Labour Party right now, do you agree with Amnesty's statement that Israel is a apartheid state? And Keir Starmer very clearly said no. He said, no, I don't. Um, and he's spoken about, he said, you know, I've spoken about this issue in my other speeches, blah, 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 blah. And essentially what his stance is right now is that, so under Corbyn, Corbyn was very, very pro-Palestine. He was pro-Palestine. He was pro-BDS. BDS is the movement um, to boycott. It's, it stands for Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions on uh, to, like uh, uh, towards the Israeli regime um and you know corbyn got a lot of flack a lot of disproportionate flack for being pro-palestine there were entire entire smear campaigns against him for this um and a lot of people had come forward and kind of been like oh my god and and labeled it anti-semitism and this this generally tends to happen anyone who knows anything about the israeli kind of and and palestine issue going on knows that anyone more time when you express pro-palestinian sentiment you do get labeled to be anti-semitism which is um ridiculous 
Um, but that's what that's what happened. Like people started labeling Corbyn and the Labour Party at large anti-Semitic, and then Keir Starmer came took over and then started doing kind of like I guess damage control, kind of being like, oh no, we're not anti-Semitic. Like you know, we're not. We're, we're you know, we support Israel and like you know, we have no problems with Israel and we don't believe in BDS and we don't believe in all of these you know pro-Palestinian movements to the point now where he's being asked directly about um, an Amnesty International report on apartheid and he is just very clearly saying no I don't agree with it Um, which is a massive 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 kick in the teeth to I mean first and foremost the Palestinian people right Um, but also there's so many like there's so many layers to this like this is me when I first read it I kind of just rolled my eyes and I was like okay yeah whatever like I'm I'm not I've spoken about my opinions of on Keir Starmer before. I was like, okay, this is not particularly surprising. Um, however, the more I read into it, the more I realised it's actually a lot more multifaceted than you realise first, like on on initial glance. Um, firstly, he what he said was, I don't agree with you know the statement that Israel is an apartheid state. That is not the Labour's Labour Party's position. That's what he said, right? That's not the Labour Party's position. Um, firstly, I want to say. It is the Labour Party's position because there was last year a, a Labour conference in which Labour members unanimously voted that they do build that their their official party position is that they believe Israel is an apartheid state. So literally, like he's the head of the Labour Party, but he's he is not the entire Labour Party, right? And the Labour Party, the, the people that make up the Labour Party, they themselves have decided that that is what their position is, that Israel is an apartheid state. So firstly, he's he's speaking unilaterally here, which is very, very dangerous because you as a person, even though you head uh, an, an organisation, a movement, a, a group of people, you, you do not make up the bulk of it, right? That's dangerous in itself. Secondly, if you look ideologically at what the Labour Party is they are supposed to be right now we understand okay it's supposed to be more like left centre under Starmer um, but the Labour Party ideologically are supposed to be a party that <clears throat> take into account human rights um, like reports and organisations right it's their duty as a political party to heed what is going on in the world not just unilaterally decide I don't think it's that or I don't think it's this right Thirdly, as I said before, Amnesty International is the world's largest human rights organization. They are the authority, actually, on on human rights kind of cases and issues and abuses. If there was ever going to be a sort of moral yeah. authority to look to in terms of human I rights. I wouldn't even say moral authority. I would say kind of like a, a, a legislative political authority, right? Mm. Because morality is another thing completely. Mm. But but yeah, they are supposed to be like the the authority, right? Like the the political authority on human rights issues. So now you're discrediting the world's largest human rights organization by being, but and, and and you're not even you're not telling us why you don't agree with it. You're not saying why you don't think it's the case. You haven't made any case for it. You have just unilaterally said no. I don't think it is. Even though Amnesty International, once again, if you read the report, they literally statistics. It's not just a. It's not a. It's not a. A personal, you know, arbitrary opinion. They base the statement because Amnesty International. They are, you know, an unbiased, neutral, like organization, and they base when they make statements like this. They base it on 
objective factual information that is to say statistics on what life is actually like right now in Israel and Palestine right so for you to sort of care someone's just be like no and then that kind of makes you question why is this the case and actually there were images of Keir Starmer in 2015 in a um in 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 a um like an organization for kicking out Israeli racism like in a in a stop the siege on Gaza like where he came forward and he was given and 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 that that whole event like he's standing giving a speech and in the background there's posters stop the siege on on Gaza there's posters um, advocating for BDS all of these things mm. so in 2015 he was you know he was in you know presumably from what we can see was in support of it Right, he was at an event dedicated to you know a pro Palestinian, a dedicated pro Palestinian event. Mm-hmm. Now, seven years later, he's you know the, the the leader of the Labour Party who have come under flak for you know accusations of anti Semitism under Corbyn, and now all of a sudden he's got a completely different story which does not match up with Labour you know ethos, Labour ideology, and the unanimous kind of consensus again uh, amongst Labour members as exhibited by an actual vote mm-hmm. right i think as well like even if he didn't want to he even if he didn't want to out, outwardly say like oh the position of the labor party is that we fully support amnesty um, international's report and um, we mm-hmm. believe this is the absolute truth blah 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 he could have he could like as a politician i imagine especially as a leader of a political party i imagine you're trained to deal with questions that you maybe don't want to give an answer to right yeah he has chosen to actually say outwardly no this is we do not agree with this we know i mean we call it politicians answer for a reason right Mm. he could have got out of that question if he felt uncomfortable answering it or he thought he was going to get flack for it or whatever but that's not what he chose like he 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 very very like it was it was a instantaneous response no you know do you do you agree with this do you believe it no Mm. straight away right um and it's incredibly incredibly techy because you know once again like amnesty is someone who we look to like okay cool amnesty are now going to um um, present a report on for example ukraine right and yeah. and 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 russian war crimes in ukraine is he now going to discredit that as well yeah you know it's sort of like why do we get to sort of pick and choose right. as to what we believe oh they're this, writing this and they're yeah. not writing that you'll cite them when it when it when you know they're when they're agreeing with what you've say but then you'll discredit them when they're not it doesn't work like that mm. um simran as someone who's like an obviously young person who has um, voted in line with Labour in the past. How do you feel, obviously, now entering into this this new Labour era? And it does seem repeatedly um, that it is going in this sort of different direction, which is very different, like Liam said, from the ethos of the Labour Party previously. Like, does it, do you have any thought on that? Or is it, do you feel like it's not really come across your mind sort of thing? I think it definitely impacts like the way that you phrased it was perfect, like in terms of someone that's previously voted Labour in the past, I think it impacts my decisions going forward when mm-hmm. we have to do that again. Like, I don't even know where my political science is at the moment because everything's too confusing. 
Like, mm. I think I, I saw something online. It might have been on Twitter or something. So don't like come at me because it's not factual, obviously. Um, they were saying like Tories are getting more Labour and Labour are getting more like Tory vibes, right? Like it's just kind of all congealing into this one like middle ground where everyone's nasty and no one likes either party because like the way that Tories handled the lockdown, no one wants like them to be in charge after this and then Labour do political things like this. So it's just like no one knows where to stand. And as a young person, I really don't know where to stand. Mm. I think lost. <clears throat> as well, it's, it's, it's sort of annoying that we don't have him proportional representation because it sort of takes away any any sort of idea that you can vote for the party yeah. that you actually side the most of in terms of values because you have to constantly think okay um do i need to vote in terms of ousting someone Tactical who i don't voting, yeah exactly do i do i actually yes. vote staying true to my political beliefs absolutely yeah. exactly. absolutely I because I think representation here is important because you look at the panel of people on either side and we can look at people like Sadia Javid and Preeti Patel and everyone. And that's an instance where representation, we don't need that representation. Do you know what I mean? Like it is unnecessary and it just only facilitates like further problems down the line with regards to other things like immigration or whatever. Um, I think it's important to note that like, we've said it before on the show that not all representation is good representation. And like from, a South Asian background, it's hard to align your political beliefs on the basis of that because that means nothing. Mm. I mean, that's a whole nother, we should probably like actually yeah. talk about, we should have an episode talking about this, actually the use of like the, 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 the post-racial posturing of the Tory party. That's a very, very interesting thing. How they, um, like how they kind of, brown people. sorry? It's like a really awkward, like, tokenism of brown people trying to push forward this agenda of like here's here's what we're going to do that disadvantages these groups but put a brown face on it and we'll see how it happens like we'll see right how exactly it exactly it is it is as i said this post-racial um posturing because then it's kind of it's, it's the myth of um well post-racialism right there is no such thing as like race here there's no such thing as racism here because look right and it's and what they do is they kind of like uh, reconfigure like race in a way where they're able to um what's the word like absorb absorb non-white races into own their own like state nomenclature if you get like we should talk about this is what yeah. i'm saying very interesting yeah. like i'm gonna say one thing it's a colonial tactic it's a, it's mm. very much a colonial tactic um but that's a whole nother thing but i totally relate and, and agree with what simran was saying in terms of like how do you as a young person you know like um uh where do you place yourself where do you situate yourself politically on the political spectrum like i know ideologically i've spoken on this show time and time again about the fact that I am you know I'm a communist and I am completely completely like left leaning um, ideologically now in our, in our country obviously I would say that the, the, the most left leaning party in the country is like the Green Party I think Yeah. Um, who I know they're having kind of like burgeoning success with young people right because yeah. because of their policies and I would say if I was if I, if I was voting purely based on 
ideology i i would probably vote for the well i would i would vote for the green party if i was vo- voting i like just purely on ideology unfortunately though we don't have that privilege always to vote for what is ideologically like resonant to us we have mm-hmm. to because you, it's a matter of priority for me the biggest priority like above having a, a, a party that i resonate with my bigger priority than that is getting the tories out right so then i always end up having to vote tactically because right now i'll tell and, and that's what I, I mean under corbyn that was a heartfelt vote <laughs> that was a heartfelt yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. vote that was the most heartfelt vote honestly that was probably the most at 25 years old i feel confident if to say that was probably the most heartfelt vote that i will ever give in my life yeah. when i voted uh, yeah, for corbyn I uh, listen back to previous episodes to hear him <laughs> yeah. crying in Bangladesh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah i don't think that this will happen again a man like this will come again in my lifetime in this country i don't believe that that was the most heartfelt vote i could ever have given so now i'm left to do tactical voting now I have to do tactical voting because now I just want the Tories out. Do but but ha, sorry, having said that though, I'm not voting for Keir Starmer. <laughs> I don't, that that is that is I can't I cannot envision myself. I don't see the difference. I do not see the difference. See, this is this is the thing, right? I was going to say like do you actually think because we all know in our opinion why he will have said what he said in that interview, right? Yeah, of course it's he's done, pandering. Yeah. But do you think that a is that actually going to win over people who previously might not have voted Labour, and B is it is it or is it not going to actually dissuade people like yourself from actually voting Labour in the future? Like, is it like was that even? It's, a good it's crazy. Move? You're like, like, you know what? It says it speaks a lot about the British body politic. It speaks a lot. Like, if you're thinking from a purely tactical standpoint, and you're thinking about how do we get Labour to win seats and win votes, right? You needed a centrist leader. You needed a centrist leader because this country, in my opinion, is so afraid, is so afraid to, to let the shackles loose. It's so afraid of, st- of of not licking leather anymore, right? They're so afraid of equality and justice and a sprinkling of socialism that they're choosing to suffer themselves. That's that's That is, in my opinion, that sums up the British po- body politic. Corbyn, God bless you, Corbyn. He was never going to go anywhere in this country because you know what? British people love to suffer. British people love to suffer. And it's mad as well, you know, because, you know, like there's always talks about like, you know, food banks or, you know, uh, um, concessions on like uni fees and, and all of these things. And you know what people will come forward and say, oh, well, when I was growing up, we lived in poverty and I ate like, you know, a spoonful of beans a day every day. Why do so you why, so, so no, and they'll be like, so if I could, if I could survive, well, then everyone else can. Mm. I didn't have food banks growing up. You know, that's the kind of British mentality. That's what British people are like, right? So a, a socialist kind of government and socialist policies was never going to run here. They weren't ever going to accept it. So in terms of winning votes, Starmer probably, I mean, they needed a centrist centrist leader, as I keep saying, and the Labour didn't need to move more to the centre. But I don't even know if he's convincing enough for those people who wanted a centrist leader. He is just how I would describe it, right? I have a lot of vim for a lot of people. Corbyn, passionately love. Boris Johnson, passionately hate. Starmer, I think he's pathetic. 
in my opinion. Yeah, all of this is Halima's opinion. All of this is my opinion. Yeah. I just think he's so... I have no... I don't even... I don't... I can't even bring myself to... I told you, when I read the headline, I just rolled my eyes like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. I can't even bring myself to but engage with him. Just now when you were reading it properly, yeah. even then you were like, oh, this is like a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Exactly. On that note, let's play a little bit of music <laughs> <laughs> to kind of... Calm down a bit, um, Simran. This is one of your choices, um, Jack Harlow. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Yo, listen, so, here Jack Harlow's getting a lot of love recently, isn't he? <laughs> I am feral for that man. Oh, is it? Okay, you're a Jack Harlow hey, lover. Okay, I was, I, I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't like Jack Harlow. I don't like Jack Harlow. Like all the TikTok girlies can have him. Like I'm over it. I'm over it. I tried so hard to and resist. Then, I don't know what I don't know what song it was, and then a few months ago that was it. I was so yeah. And then, no, I mean he does then, have a certain charm about him. I won't lie. I don't know what it is, man. And then this song, a snippet of it, dropped last week. Yeah. When I tell you, every single day I've said to someone, I can't wait for Jack Harlow's song. To I can't wait for Jack. I can't wait for Jack. I I listened to it about six times a day, and it only came out yesterday. I probably listened to it about sixty thousand times yesterday. I love it. Interesting sample of Fergie as well. <laughs> our off-air content is so much easier. Yeah, guys. If by one day someone slips up and leaves our mics on, you listen to what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, on. you're in for a oh treat. My God. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I literally that did happen. Did. <laughs> that did happen. Um, in the first um, music break, I got a text from um, head of Pi Radio Sullivan, like your mics. So I was like, oh. Probably just heard <laughs> murmuring though. What were we talking yeah. about? Helima was talking about um, food. What should yeah, I eat? I was yeah. I was I'm contemplating like, what I should eat today. Classic. You know what it is, right? It's because we've got this new... Well, I say new, but it's still relatively new setup at Pi Radio. And the buttons, basically, red means they're on. Whereas on the old system, red meant mute. So what I did was when the music was on, I put on, I put on the other mics because I thought, oh, I'm putting them on mute. When instead, I just turned all of them on, basically. So, yeah. Rough. It's, it's a tough life being a pre- um, producer, presenter, like... Keep smelling um, the mic because it smells like. Oh, it smells like makeup sometimes, it. doesn't it? it? Smells like quadri. Anyway, <laughs> July might be a juicy month for manga masala. No. Yeah. Anyways, guys, like, yeah, our off-air conversations are very, very interesting. There's a couple of things that I haven't been really able to speak about on radio um, since I've been on radio, but maybe in the next few months, guys. Um, yeah. Just uh, keep your eyes and ears opened. Anyway, I'm going to have a bit more of like a fun discussion now. Mm -hmm. It's awards season, which I swear awards season is normally like January, February, but I think because of COVID and Omicron, it got postponed. I'm not going to lie. I had no idea it was the Oscars until Until. the next morning when the the story broke about Will Smith. So before we get into like talking about Grammys and Oscars, um, I think I deliberately avoided um, bringing up the whole Will Smith thing when it happened just because um, Daniel Radcliffe went on um, some daytime oh, TV yeah, show and he that. was like, yeah, I'm just, I don't want to add my opinion to it. You know what? I was like, you're so right. Like, what's the point? However... We are a talk show. Yeah. And also there is um, new fuel to the fire basically now because it was announced yesterday that will smith has been banned from attending the oscars for 10 years so now i to put my stance out there right i think that 
both um, parties did wrong. I think that Chris Rock's joke was quite insensitive, considering that um, Jada has spoken publicly about her experience with alopecia. Um, however, I do also think that what Will did obviously was wrong. You can't condemn them. You can't um, condone violence. Like what he did can't was wrong. You? No, Halima, you can't. <laughs> I knew that you, were gonna say, you can't. Can't I, you? And I think that the reaction to his actions um whilst they might seem um disproportionate i don't think it's necessarily that they are disproportionate i think it's the fact that they're happening to him and yet there are a load of other actors and associated people who have done way worse things and yet they have never received no 10-year ban or anything like that oh i mean there's definitely a case of double standards absolutely Mm. um just to give my opinion do you know what i probably won't even say much on it because it's radio and i don't want to get in trouble but um i don't share the same opinion as carlos i don't believe that violence is always bad i mean sometimes genuinely again in my opinion i find that oftentimes a slap is the right answer do you know what i mean like maybe, one hot slap can fix a lot of things maybe there's a lot self of people defense but not nah, like forget that there's a, i mean it's, it's always self-defense in it then because it's kind of like you're not gonna you know i'm not advocating going around just slapping people willy-nilly like it's, it's always in, in retaliation to something, right? And that was in retaliation to him making a, 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 a really, like, disrespectful and, like, offensive remark about his wife. Like, he was defending his wife in this instance. Um, you, there's a lot of people who behave the way that they do because you can tell they've never been badded up. And, and I really think that people who <laughs> behave like that... <laughs> one small instance <laughs> of getting padded up they will set them right honest to god when i see someone i can tell who has who who, who hasn't who, who has not been padded up in their life by how they behave and i really believe oftentimes a hot slap is the right answer that's just my opinion though that's just my I, opinion i mean i can't <laughs> All right, Mr. Pacifist, we know you don't agree. I'm on her name side, I'm sorry. Oh my god, right. Guys, you can't go around just hitting people. You can't. No, you can't. You're all provoked. If someone is coming, if someone is disrespecting you, why can't why can't but I hit it's them? It's also the fact that like it's not even like it was an instant, oh he's insulted my wife, I'm gonna go and do this. He was literally laughing no, but and I saw think... that she was annoyed and then decided to <clears throat> so do it. So that okay, but I think so first and foremost, I think it was it might even have been a case where he was already laughing because it was part of a, a set, like Chris mm. Rock was given doing like some kind of stand up. Mm. So he was already laughing at the jokes. And then I think it took him maybe a moment to kind of like deep and realise actually what had just been said. Mm. That's firstly. And then secondly as well, what is wrong with it? If he personally found it funny, but then he looked at his wife and realised, okay, like that's not, she's not on it. She's upset by that. Again, like this is my opinion. And I know that gender dynamics works different in every relationship. Obviously, he felt it was appropriate in line with his relationship to go out and take that action to defend his wife's honour. Right. Um, but I'm not like I said I'm not advocating just go around and start battering people here and there but I do think that a lot of people get away with a lot of stuff because they don't they've never been slapped I I would maybe agree with that not that I'm condoning slapping anyone however (laughs) um, I just if you you can't how are you meant to control that though how are you meant to say when it's alright for someone to go and slap someone and when it isn't you know what I mean like what what's the 
guide by which it's you just follow. It's your own human discretion, isn't it? Like, like, it's not, it's not like, don't be silly, don't be silly, just because someone, just, like, I'm not talking about having, that's not an instance where the joke was all right and Jada just had, like, thin skin. You know, it's not all right to go around slapping people just because you have thin skin and you're personally offended by absolutely everything. We're talking about things that are actually, like, you know, like it's mm. things that are, are a little bit more serious. Like we're talking about actual material, like disrespect, and a, as well, like just to add a little bit more of a dynamic onto this. Like a lot of the discourse surrounding this, a lot of black women have come forward and been like, they fully support what Will Smith has done because um, there is a kind of a, an element of like misogynoir in this, where you know, as black women in their experience, they they experience it all the time, where black women are the butt of jokes, right? Where where they like, you know, the world makes a butt of black women, and men do not defend us enough. In fact, um, so that is kind of one element of it. You know, if it was just like a a kind of surface level, just poking fun. Of course, then it's not then it's not okay because then he's just acting on his feelings, right? Mm. But when there's something a little bit more to it, do you not think that there are an, a load of other ways? I appreciate the whole like getting batted up reference, but <laughs> do you not think there are other things that he maybe could have done instead of going up there in front of the whole world? I think that's the other thing as well. I think mm-hmm. it does maybe show a bit <coughs> of a sense of audacity was, to do that. That as was well. the only thing that was you, you, that you could, you might argue is a little bit techie. But I'll be honest with you, like in general, I know I don't know if I've spoken. To, I think I have spoken small, small about this on on the show. But the way I think about violence is very different. I think to like maybe what most people would think about violence. A lot of people kind of then start doing up like respectability politics when it comes to violence and kind of being like, oh, well, violence is not the answer and, you know, it's not the right thing and you should go to blah, 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 blah. I don't think violence is a bad thing. I genuinely don't think it's a bad thing. And again, I'm not talking about senseless, unwarranted violence at all. I'm talking about it is self-defense, right? Yeah, I think... I think it's just... I know, yeah. You know why I'm saying it? Because I know personally in my life, for example, if there was someone who I felt as though it was my duty to protect and someone had come at them disrespectfully or like damaged them, because a comment like that on the world stage can psychologically like scar someone, right? When they've already come out and spoken about how insecure they are about it. I know for a fact I'm throwing hands. (laughs) I know for a fact I'm throwing hands and I'm not going to feel no kind of way about it. I just, I just think that once you start bringing in violence as a potential um, way of dealing with things, but, it does become very hard to actually manage that and decide when it's appropriate, when it's not. That but why sort of is thing. that a worse way of dealing with something than just talking about it? Because people, because it is you're inflicting physical pain onto someone. Like, and what this this is like, for example. And I know you're. I don't. I don't think you're going to agree with me on this. Yeah. But say when someone, if someone like murders someone who's right. like very close to you, right. I don't think that. Like for example, like the death penalty. Right. Like I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that because I'm like fair enough. Someone can be a horrible human <clears> being. <throat> they can go and like murder loads of people. Be the most sadistic person ever. But mm-hmm. what gives us the right to then turn around and say? you deserve to die you deserve to feel this you deserve to do that you know what i mean yeah i mean that's a whole nother thing like a slap and death 
see what you're saying. I, mean, yeah, I see what you're but, saying, but my my thoughts aren't aren't as linear as yours are on this. For example, like they don't carry on from, you know, um, the death penalty is another thing I've got. To be honest, to be honest with the death penalty, I don't even know really where I stand. Like I'm kind of like, uh, but in terms of like just just little slaps, I'm all for it. Simran, go for it. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really have a massive opinion on it, and I think it was so like overdone in terms of like the news, like how you just couldn't escape it anywhere. Yeah. I'm not on a side, but I don't not condone violence. Yeah. <laughs> Tactical yeah. answer. Well, this is the thing. Like, <clears throat> so what instance would you condone? What, what instance would you I, say? I, like, I like the way Halima phrased it, and that if there was someone I thought I had a duty to protect, and they'd been like hurt like that on such a platform, mm. I I'm kind of with Will Smith on that. I just I I just have my own reservations about their relationship in general, like because of like obviously the past with their relationship like why why are they still agreeing to interviews and why are they still saying crazy things about one another on <laughs> interviews like just stop talking and save your marriage in it but that's ideologically yeah that, yeah putting that aside like their drama or whatever um I, yeah i think in terms of like from a protection point of view i i'm not not with it yeah but so you know, w- but would you be okay doing that knowing that i know that like say if charges were then pressed against you would you be, would you accept them you know i mean I that's mean? And, and that's an action that you take knowing what the consequences yeah, will exactly. be right like that is it's it's just what is and and you know what i'll be honest with you like maybe it is somewhat of a cultural thing and maybe like just my family i know that i know the way that i think about violence has been massively massively informed by like firstly my culture and then secondly specifically my family and the way that my family deal with things um and i'm not saying that it's entirely you know what you know so so this whole thing is a very i have a, I have a lot of conflict so I, i'll be honest like i am quite like a i do have quite violent dispositions or whatever um fun fact actually guys i recently got diagnosed with a mood disorder <laughs> this week just a fun fact um it's, it's called um, intermittent explosive disorder it's a type of mood disorder and it's basically anger problems but clinical <laughs> it's like a clinical anger problems um which was very elucidating for me but anyways so yeah maybe my brain is anyway but um i know that the way that i kind of grew up and ideologically that yeah what I was taught um my, my idea of violence is it, I have a certain idea of violence a certain opinion of violence and then there is kind of like the 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 the, the, the Muslim in me you know which is like God says to like you know be a good person and and rise above these things and uh, you know all of that so like there is some kind of like in a turmoil <clears throat> sometimes 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 but not always not always because as i said i do sometimes think that there can be righteousness in violence as well because once again in islam islam does also say like you can teach someone with your words you could you could teach by the mouth and you could teach by the hand you know so i do think there is some there can in instances be righteousness in violence mm-hmm. you know and, and, and again once again like i am someone who believes in my opinion in political violence right as as resistance so 
I think it's definitely something to like delve into more like in the future. And I think also it is nice to actually have situations where we're not we disagree, all, yeah, we're not right? actually agreeing on everything <laughs> True. for once. But we haven't got much like time left to talk about this now, so I'm just gonna ask you both like quickly. Grammys, Oscars, um, is there any particular song or film or work that you feel should have got something or something that did and you do like it? You, you know what I mean? Basically, what, what deserved to be commended from the past year, if anything? Silence. Say that again. <laughs> what what deserved to get a Grammy or an Oscar this year? Oh, good question. Ooh, what have I watched that was like? What do you think? I so like in terms of films, I don't really. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. watch films ever. So well, what I, was my film of the year? Yeah, have I even been to? I haven't even watched. What did I like? I liked it. This is the thing as well. Films that I like, I don't ne- even necessarily think they deserve an Oscar. Right, though. right. Because I was going to say that because probably my favorite film that I watched like in the last year was like um, Spider Man. Um, no way home Mm. because i'm a massive massive marvel fan and like i just loved i just loved i mean have you guys watched it i actually saw it (laughs) okay cool so like i'm massive massive marvel fan and like i just love the superhero genre and i have watched all the spider-man so that without giving any spoilers was very very i mean it's not even a spoiler at this point but like that was very very like exciting for me but i wouldn't necessarily be like oh my god it's it's oscar worthy you know like it was just it was yeah so I don't know mm-hmm. anything Grammys wise for you Simran because you know what that then begs the question of like how do you what are the metrics for what is Grammy worthy and Oscar worthy mm. oh, I'm yeah. really thinking what? Grammy worthy whatever Leon Bridges puts out love you <laughs> Baby Kim oh okay Baby Kim deserves everything mm-hmm. that's my only opinion on music in the last year I fair have- enough succinct very succinct Baby Kim absolutely deserves the world. I don't even know anymore. I am. Can Shaka Khan still get Grammys for like historic albums? For historic albums. That's what Carlos's opinion is. Yeah. I'm happy that <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo did well because I think she deserves, I think she is a good musician. Yeah. Especially because she's like 18, 19. Yeah. And like, also yeah. someone else who I was glad about, Jasmine Sullivan. Like, oh, I, was, yeah. I was glad that like, she's finally like, I know, I know like. The, you know the Oscars and the Grammys. You know, like they they shouldn't really be a measure of, you know, a, yeah. a person's like talent and worth, uh, an artist's talent and worth. Because once again, there there is kind of like intrinsic like racial bias and things like that. But I was glad that Jasmine Sullivan, after all these years, was like you know small small getting flowers. Yeah, I think in general, like we spoke about this last year when the weekend got snubbed. He obviously should have. Like it made no sense. He literally right. made the biggest song right. of the previous year right. and then didn't yeah. get nominated for anything. Like, like I was gonna say the weekend, but it really pains me to say it. But the album doesn't have loads of replay value. Mm. Mm. It's yeah. got bangers. This and they start when they come on. Yeah. But I don't really listen to the album anymore. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Give trilogy a Grammy though. Yeah, trust me. Trust me, dog. Mm-hmm. Do they have like a Hall of Fame? I feel like they should make one of them. Right. Like, where they, like, like, historic like, snobs that yeah. now deserve yeah. a. Yeah. Trilogy. I stand by Trilogy being one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah, Simon, I'd have to agree with you on that. 
Sincerely. It was so ahead of Sincerely. its time. Sincerely, the production, yeah. The production of that. Yep. Like when I do work, when I'm doing uni work, I put trilogy on front back. Yeah. No shuffle, yeah. no skits. I mm-hmm. put the whole thing on. Endless song. replay value. Endless. Longer, yeah. I, every time. And what? Trilogy came out in 2012. Yeah. Every Every time I listen to it, I hear something new. Yeah, trust me. And and, and, and it's, it's, it is new. It feels new every time you listen to it. Oh, it's unreal. <clears throat> yeah, I, no, I And agree. I can't even tell you what my favourite song on that album is because I don't have one. They're all yeah. equal. Yeah. It's an album oh, that you can sit through as like, like as well from start to finish. When people try and tell me that they don't like The weekend or Trilogy was overrated trust or like me. fell off after Trilogy because of Kissland... Um, and then obviously after Kissland was like beat behind the madness and after hours and Starboy yeah. and stuff like I don't want to hear it mm-hmm. I hear that yeah. fair enough well Simran we've got another one of your selections now this is Nux and SL Sorry, oh 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 I love Nux mm. Nux is great that's it. that's it this one's called I feel like He's sorry. I feel like he's starting to get his flowers now as well a little mm-hmm. bit. Like his Instagram following is going up. I hear him. I heard him. He was in. He was playing in a shop the other day, like literally this week. And I was well, like, well, well, well. Radio value. Like, Huge. It makes me really happy because mm-hmm. I not to be a hipster, but I followed him a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I was like, damn, this, 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 he's like an amazing, amazing artist. Like I've, I've said confidently now, he's my favorite UK artist. Period. Mm-hmm. Everything he comes out is just so consistent. Nice. Well, this is Nux and SL. Is it SL? Did I pronounce it? SL, yeah. Yeah. Um, nice and good. If you are interested in keeping up to date with all things South Asian, then make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Mango Masala Radio. You can find us on there. Uh, to finish with today, gonna put on a track which I came across um, this week actually, and I think it's been out for a while. Um, but you know what with everything going on in the world and you just sometimes you've just got to get on with your own stuff and just mind your own business and that's what this song is called it's patrice roberts mind my business and i think what i like best is that the the line for the chorus is um drink water and mind my business and i think i've got my water bottle right here and um, that's what i'm going to be doing i'm going to be drinking water and minding my business so until next week let that be your motto as well